Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. Here's your host, Chris Lee. Commodore fans, on your feet, it's time to anchor down. Welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast presented by Dr. Jody Jones, DDS. We are part of the 440 Sports Network. I'm your host, Chris Lee. Our guest today, Ken Seals, Vanderbilt's quarterback. Ken will catch us up on his offseason. Also go into a couple things about the season that even I didn't know in terms of health and some things related to that. So with all that said, here's our interview with Ken Seals. Ken Seals joins us. It's been a while, Ken. The season has been over for several weeks, so we haven't done this in a while, but hope you and your family had a wonderful Christmas and a wonderful New Year as well. Yeah, it was. It has been a while too. It's uh, crazy. I can't remember the last time we had one. That's probably been almost two months, over a month now. So it's good to be back on. Yeah, it's good to catch up. And I know that the season didn't go the way that you guys wanted, but now that you've had some time to put yourself uh, some distance between the end of the season and now, what are your reflections on the season you guys had and as a team and, and yours too? Yeah, and I've, you know, had a lot of time to think about it. And I think, you know, last year was so special in a lot of different ways. You know, I got my first win as a college football player and, uh, you know, it wasn't the only one we had. We had another one at a, a UConn that was an exciting game. Um, but I think, you know, there was a lot of disappointment too, um, at least uh, in myself, at least I had um very high expectations for myself and maybe some of those were unreasonable or I kind of uh, ate the cheese a little bit when it comes to the the publicity that I was getting a little bit is that at least how I uh, feel I handled it and so I don't think um, for me I did everything I possibly could and it's frustrating to think about but um, you know a lot a lot was learned last year I learned a lot from coach Lee and coach Lynch and being in this new system. Um, really, you know, it's a whole different side of football that I had never seen. And uh, being there for under it for a whole year, I really feel like opened me up to um, all the different aspects of playing quarterback. And I feel like I have a better understanding of it now. So, you know, I, I get down thinking about the results sometimes, but, you know, I, um, I try and focus on the opportunities that I have in the future instead. Uh, everything that I learned uh, from all the difficult things that happened this year and uh you know try and set my attention on that and you know it helps in the training it helps uh my motivation uh to go out you know obviously make next year better than it was this year and uh the year after that better than next year so it's uh it's a continuous process that i'm trying to start now but i feel like i have a really good understanding of who i am as quarterback what i can do well what i can't do well and uh just playing to my strengths and uh, i'm excited to start doing that again, I felt like, you know, towards the end of the year, I was starting to get it. And really, it was about the middle of the year where I kind of started hitting my um, uh, road of uh, injuries and difficulties and uh, adversity that I was facing. And so that was hard in and of itself, um, that uh, journey that I went on uh, dealing with all that. And, um, you know, I learned from that, too, uh, how to bounce back from things like that, because I'd never really been injured like that before, at least where I had to come out of a game. I've, you know, been hurt where, you know, I played through it like a sprained or rolled ankle. I wouldn't say sprained. But 
um, you know, it was it was a unique year, and uh, as frustrating at times as it was, I think um, it was necessary for my development, and uh, I think ultimately it's going to help me get where I want to go. Ken, you were really banged up last year, almost from start to finish. What all <laughs> was a list of stuff that you went through? Yeah, it was um, pretty, um, from the beginning, uh, pretty prevalent for me. I think, you know, I had hurt myself uh, in the Stanford game. Um, it was related to my shoulder. Um, and there were certain things that I had to do for that that um, – made it difficult uh after that game um and then you know obviously against florida i had the finger where uh it was it's called a bony mallet finger and pretty much it happened at the exact same time as russell wilson's injury but pretty much it was the uh, piece of bone connected to like the top tendon in the top section of my middle finger uh that broke off and so it was kind of like stuck and I couldn't move it so I had to have surgery and had to have you know that re reattached back to the bone that's there and so that took a couple of weeks and then whenever I came back against Kentucky I had uh, been landed on awkwardly a couple times I had you know a bruised hip which eventually kept me out for the second half of that game and then the rest of the year and um, actually still been trying to let that heal without you know aggravating it as far as like uh, agility and speed and training and stuff so uh the road to recovery has uh, not stopped since the season stopped for me i uh, actually was in the training room this morning uh getting rehab and so it was uh there was a couple different things uh, and a couple doctor visits uh you know x-rays mris surgeries it was uh not something that I had had to go through yet in my playing career. And, um, you know, I guess just playing through pain is part of the game, but whenever it uh, affects your ability to do things that you want to do, uh, that's the most like unnerving part and uh, threw me off the most. And, um, you know, anyone can say it sucks being injured. And uh, I want to get healthy. Um, I'm still working on getting there, but um. I feel like I know how to take care of my body, uh, what my body needs from me, um, especially in the way that I play the game. I can do a better job of, you know, protecting myself. Um, so I was obviously already talked about what I've learned from this year, but I think, you know, the injuries is another thing that came out of it too. Yeah. How did the shoulder in particular affect what you could or couldn't do? Yeah, there were, um, I was having to get, uh, I was taking, you know, painkillers uh, for my shoulder um, before the games and at halftime. Um, it was, you know, a shot uh, that, you know, they would give me to help me get through the game. Um, I really, you know, was uh, not able to throw as much as I wanted to in practice. Um, obviously, you know, I wasn't taking, you know, the painkillers for practice. And so I was just having to go out and do what I could. And uh, it was difficult, but I think, you know, um, obviously, you know, playing through the pain is part of the game. And so I, uh, you know, knew I had something that I was dealing with, but it was, um, you know, just something that sometimes as a quarterback and as a football player in general, you just kind of got to go through uh, and suck it up a little bit. Uh, and it's different at quarterback. I understand that, you know, we're very like 
specialized position that has a lot of like fine-tuned mechanics going on in uh, our game and you know it's obviously a very violent sport that uh can disrupt those very like small adjustments that you make as a quarterback and so I do think um it affected me a little bit but you know it's something that I you know had to deal with and I think if it happens again I'll be able to better handle it and uh, know that have a little bit more peace of mind that I can still do what I want to do. I uh, I just got to set my intention and not worry about it. Can't think about it. So it was uh, it was frustrating. I'll say that. Now that you've had some time to rest and and not take the hits and things, how close to hundred percent are you as we speak? Ooh, um, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't um really tried to push myself that far to see where uh, where my limits are yet I'm honestly just kind of in the mode of making sure I don't aggravate it at all just whatever recovery I need to do the the treatment the physical therapy exercises that they have me on I'm strictly sticking to that and then whenever they tell me I'm allowed to uh, do the things that I want um, as far as training goes then I'll you know start picking those back up but it's um it's not something that I'm testing out. I think I'm from full recovery, probably, you know, almost a month out. This season of the Vandy Sports Podcast is made possible by my friend, Dr. Jody Jones, DDS. When it comes to general or cosmetic dentistry services, Jody is the best in Nashville. And just check out his client list. It testifies to that. He sees movie stars, music stars, athletes, coaches, you name it. Jody is the dentist of choice for stars in Nashville, but he sees regular folks like you and I as well. And what people like about the experience is the ambiance. Someone described it to me as a tooth spa. I went in and looked at it myself. That's exactly what it is. It is a relaxing, friendly environment. So whether your dental needs are general or cosmetic, go see Jody. Call him at 615-270-2322. His office is located at 55 Music Square East, not far from downtown Nashville, not far from the Vanderbilt campus. Jody is a former Vanderbilt football player, a huge booster of Commodore Athletics. His support as the title sponsor for Season 7 is the reason we are able to do this podcast. Go see Dr. Jody Jones today. Thank him for his support of the Vandy Sports Podcast and tell him you heard about it here. Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I know that's rough when, you know, on top of a tough season, the injuries too. So uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of well wishes from the listening audience out there on your recovery and, and include me in that too. But <laughs> let's get to the mailbag if you're ready for that. Yeah, let's go. I'm ready. Okay, our mailbag is sponsored by Sutherland & Belk, a family-owned injury law firm. If you or a loved one has been hurt in an accident, give Taylor or Russell a call. That number is 615-846-6200. See what your rights are and if they can help. VandyFan96 says, what's a typical day like during the offseason? <laughs> well, it's very different when I'm here and at home. So while I was at home, uh, I guess, you know, for the Christmas break and stuff, you know, I was with my family, obviously, uh, I tried to, you know, set my alarm up at 730 and uh, I, I did that all over the break. And so just trying to get my, my body ready for what's going to be asked of me if I got to wake up earlier or whatever. 
I didn't want to sleep in. That was the only thing. Um, and there were certain things that I wanted to do as far as, you know, like reaching out to my teammates, make sure that they were doing good and I was staying in contact with them, uh, watching old film uh, at night. Um, I made sure to get some uh, binge TV time in with my mom during the day. Uh, we watched a series called The Sun. It was it was actually really good. She started another show called, uh, what's it called, The Wheel of Time. And then my whole family watches uh, Yellowstone in 1883 together. So we uh, we watched those together at night too. But um, honestly, it was just like being at home was pretty normal for me. And uh, I hung out with family. We went you know, shopping and had Christmas. So it was a really good time. I really enjoyed my break. But uh, since yesterday, I'm back in Nashville now. And so I think the offseason for me will, at least for now, uh, already talked about like recovery and uh, going to the training room. Um, but also I really want to like try and dive into like some off season studies in like the film room and look at what all exactly happened last year, uh, and start figuring out what I want to do next year and how is that going to affect my training whenever I am full speed and going and, uh, what I want to do, uh, as far as, um, how I'm going to change my game. Um, cause I know, you know, obviously it's not perfect, but yeah, I'm still evolving it. And so that's one thing uh, Coach Lee always tells us, uh, not perfect, but evolving. And so I think, you know, I'll try and be waking up early, eating uh, clean breakfast. Well, probably going to the training room after that, uh, up to the coach's office, watch some film, lunch, afternoons, probably will be to myself, depending on what kind of uh, uh, meetings we'll have with our team. I know we got some team activities going on this weekend, so. Uh, we'll have to see, but um, right now it's kind of all up in the air. I got a couple ideas of what I want to be doing, but uh, right now I'm still still figuring it out. I can't believe I forgot to ask you this, but did you get anything really cool or unusual for Christmas? <laughs> um, let me think. Uh, really cool. Honestly, my dad got a, uh, a framed picture of uh, me after the Yukon win, and uh, he put his little ticket stub. And I think he posted it, or I, I posted it on Twitter, I think. I, I remember seeing it. I can't remember if he did or I did. But, um, yeah, it was a really cool little uh, little picture frame of me, Coach Lee, and the, the little ticket stub, and it had the date and the game that it was at. And uh, I really appreciate that. I brought brought it back to the room. I'm probably going to hang it up somewhere uh, within the next couple of days. So. See, the next one comes from Five Star Door. What aspects of your game do you hope to improve during the offseason? I wanted to, there's a couple things. I've obviously talked to coaches about this and you know, done my own self-evaluation. I want to improve my pocket awareness. And I think that's, that can be a very broad statement. It's like, okay, well, how do you improve pocket awareness? I think um, it's more like my attitude in the pocket that I want to focus on. It's really the ability for me to stay calm when everything else is flying around and to focus on what's going on down the field and not what what's going on in front of me. I think, you know, I kind of wanted to prove to myself last season that I could run the ball effectively because uh, it wasn't really something I did uh, my freshman year. And I, you know, at least in high school, had seen myself more as a running threat than people gave me respect for. And so part of me felt like I wanted to go out and uh, get that respect. And I think too many times I was looking to make a play on my feet that I didn't need to. And um, instead, you know, just staying in the pocket, delivering the ball. I think that's my strength. And, you know, I already talked about I need to play to my strengths. And I think that's kind of like the key point that I think about in my game that I need to get back to doing that. And then um, also, 
uh, one of my weaknesses, I feel like, is obviously my my running ability. And so <laughs> going back to that, I think speed and agility training this offseason is going to be really important for me. Uh, agility more so than speed. I don't really see myself making, you know, a long run down the sideline, uh, breaking away from anyone. But I feel like moving quickly uh, in small spaces, my agility is going to be more important for my position. And um, that's going to be one of the biggest uh, emphasis for me. Nash Native 615 wants to know how challenging was it to switch offensive coordinators in fall camp and how important is it for you and for your development that the offensive staff stays together for the next year? Yeah, I think um, it was a set of challenges going to a new offensive coordinator that I wasn't uh, fully aware of, but I kind of have a better understanding of now. I think, you know, I didn't really understand the impact that different offenses would make on uh, my position and playing the game. I think I kind of thought, you know, playing football is football. And, you know, I had a good year my freshman year. And so I got this thing figured out, you know. And so I probably went into it with a, a little bit of a sophomoric attitude. And I think kind of caught up to me a little bit, being completely honest. And, I feel like I have a better understanding of it now, what's required of me and uh, the way that Coach Lynch coaches and how he wants his quarterback to play the game. And um, I think, you know, I can do that way more effectively than when I started the season week one. And, uh, you know, I feel like I was really starting to get the hang of it uh, mid-season. And, you know, there's, you know, things that prevented me from getting out there on the field. And um, that was probably the most uh, aggravating part was feeling like I was right there and not being able to go out and actually do it. And so it was uh, it was difficult transitioning, but I do think like keeping the offensive coaches together is really important. And I think not for just me, but the whole team in general, because I don't know how many of these guys have had the same position coaches or coordinators two years in a row since they've gotten here. It's it seems like, you know, every year that guys have been here, it's always been kind of a a constant, you know, evolution of the program and it's, you know, a lot of change going on all the time. And uh, I don't think that's good for a player's development. And so I think coach Lee has made a big emphasis on uh wanting to keep everyone together and he wants to have the staff here that obviously A wants to be here. And then B, he feels like can get the job done. And if they don't want to be here or he feels like they can't get the job done, then it's not meant to be a part of this team moving forward. And there's no hard feelings towards anyone, uh, player or coach, that doesn't want to be a part of it. And uh, we know what we're trying to do, what we're trying to accomplish. And I think with that goal in mind, we're setting our work towards achieving that. Door King asks, can you discuss the offensive line improvement throughout the year and what year two may look like in terms of the offensive line, which will be getting the same coach uh, for the second year in a row for the first time in a while, too, uh, mm-hmm. to tie that into the last question. But what are your thoughts on that, Ken? Yeah, I th- think um, it was something that uh, Coach Blas actually, in the Kentucky game uh, in the first half when I was playing, he's like, this is a completely different offensive line than you were playing with since the last time you were out there on the field. And uh, that kind of like, uh, it it stuck with me, obviously, since I can remember it. But I think, you know, as the season went on, those guys really like gelled together and did a good job of picking things up and working as one unit. 
And so, honestly, you know, I don't really pay too much attention to the offensive line and not nothing against my, my big guys, but uh, it's just not something that, you know, I, I know where they're supposed to block, like who the points are, the IDs in the run game, the pass game, and where I'm being protected at on any given play. But as far as, like, their ability, like, I am not a good judge of talent at <laughs> the offensive line position. So, uh, but at least from what I know, I feel like, uh, from the things that Coach Boaz has told me, and uh, from obviously being out there, I feel like that team, that unit, got a lot better as the year went forward. As far as next year goes, I don't know how it's going to work. I um, am not really that in tight with uh, the whole process, I guess, of who's going to be playing the line, where they're going to be playing. Um, give me the five guys that are going to do their job as best they can, and uh, I'll roll out there with them. This next one, also from Door King, who has a lot of questions for you, by the way. Uh, we're not done with Door King yet. Do you expect the offense to be tweaked in year two? Uh, yeah, of course. I don't think, uh, you know, we're hyper successful as an offense this year. And so, obviously, there's going to be changes that me and Coach Lynch have already talked about that, um, that are going to be made to make us more successful and play to our strengths. I don't think, you know, it's, it's not like here's the offense fit the offense for the players you know it's this is everything that we can do what are we going to do that best fits the personnel that we have and I think that's the best way to approach it um, and I think you know coach Lynch has a really good idea of who his players are right now and especially after seeing us for a full year and I uh, getting to know what our strengths and weaknesses are uh, he has a better idea of you know what plays he wants to call and you know I've talked to him too it was not easy going from being the quarterback coach to all of a sudden, you know, having to call plays, it's, you know, I don't, it, he didn't, he never even told me that, but I'm from my own uh, evaluation. I think it's, you know, if you're not in the mode to evaluate your team and your offense to see who's good, where, and expecting to do it, I think, you know, getting thrown into that role um, whenever he he was asked to do it, um, I think it was hard. And so having a full off season, uh, knowing who our coordinator is going to be, and obviously you know he's going to be the one calling plays for us next year, uh, I think is going to be really huge to our success in his offense. I don't want to get you in trouble with your coaches or have you give away state secrets, but is there anything that you can hint at that might tell us what could look differently? And, and if you're not comfortable answering that, then totally understand but I know just in you answering that the next question listeners are going to have is okay so what might that mean yeah uh as far as I know coach Lee wants to keep the whole band together and there's obviously been players that have made decisions to go somewhere else or this wasn't a great fit for him and you know a couple of those guys that uh, really hit me personally um not as I was offended in any way but I was you know uh, sad. I feel like a lot of those guys uh, were good friends of mine. And, um, you know, that was frustrating. But as far as the coaches go, as far as I know, Coach Lee wants to keep as much of the guys together as he can. And uh, I think that's what we're going to see. I think we're going to see him, um, you know, bring back those guys. Um, and if, you know, they find, you know, an opportunity somewhere else. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm I'm not in tight with that either. Like like I said, like as far as operation goes, I could not tell you anything. Is <laughs> when it comes to playing quarterback, 
I got you. <laughs> I know what's going on there. Gotcha. Um, let's see. We got a few more. Um, Door fan wants to know what you think about AJ Swan and Drew Dickey. Of course, those are the two quarterbacks that have just signed with Vanderbilt for next year. Did you get a chance to meet or spend any time with those guys? I actually saw AJ in the training room this morning. He was uh, walking around. I guess uh, all the early movie guys are on campus, and so I saw them walking around. So what's up? They're uh, going through all their medical uh, requirements right now. Um, getting like EKGs, doing the like concussion testing, baseline testing, whatever. And so um, I saw him. Uh, I've met with Drew a couple times. He's uh, came up for some visits, and we've hung out before. I I really like both those guys. I think. We already had a good quarterback room, and uh, obviously we're going to be missing Musa, which you know I am going to miss him a lot. I really liked Jeremy, and um, obviously wish him the best uh, where he's going to go play football, and I think he's going to be great. But I think even now we're going to have a really good quarterback room, and I'm looking forward to it. I think we all are going to push each other well. I know me and Mike already do a really good job of that, of keeping each other sharp. And so I think you know it's going to be really good for all of us to be together. Now, I know Drew's from Texas. Did you guys ever cross paths at any point? <laughs> no, he uh, he played private school in Texas. Wilson Long, he's another quarterback in our room. He actually played on the same team with him in high school, and so they, they've known each other for a while now. And so uh, they're in, so high school teammates in the same position room now, so it'll, that's kind of interesting. I, I thought that was a little funny, but no, I never actually saw him out there. I, I don't know that I've ever heard of that happening in the quarterback room. It's interesting. I I don't know how prevalent that is. It's a it's definitely a unique situation, but I think it'll be cool. I think uh, they're both cool with each other. They like each other. Um, I don't think there's any hard feelings, so I'm looking forward to it. AJ seems like he comes with a bit of a big personality. You know, I couldn't tell you. I don't know him that well. Every time I've talked to him, he seemed like a really cool dude. And uh, obviously, I'm going to get to know him a lot more closely uh, this offseason and uh, next year. But um, I, he seems like a good dude. I uh, got to see, like, I guess a couple interviews of him at the Under Armour All-American game. Uh, obviously, I turned on the game for a little bit to see him play. He did well. Um, so I'm excited to get to know the guy. Uh, he seems like a cool dude. And um, hopefully, you know, uh, I think we're all going to push each other. And uh, it's going to be healthy and productive. Um, and I think, you know, obviously Coach Lynch does a good job facilitating all that. Okay, let's see. Dusty Orleans asks, what have been the most useful or impactful coaching advice you've been given in your career at any level, whether that's Vanderbilt or high school or whatever? I think whenever I think of that, I think of last year, my freshman year, Kyle Shermer was – uh, a big part of volunteering as a coach on the staff and uh, helping me out, uh, especially, you know, obviously starting as a freshman, he had been there. And um, before every game, um, he would come up to me and he'd be like, don't make this a bigger deal than this. He's like, this, this isn't really like anything. You're just out here playing football on the same size field since you were eight and don't make it any bigger than it is. And I think about that, before every game now it's like you know you got the cameras on you and you know you got whatever media is saying about the other team and you know the stands are a little bit bigger and there's more fans watching but you know it's as big as you're going to make it and if you make it 
bigger than what it is, it's going to freak you out. You're going to get, you know, a little shell shocked and, you know, nervous. And so I, um, it's, it's one thing that he said uh, before every game that's really stuck with me. And, um, I obviously really appreciated his time here helping me out. And then he was a big part of my success last year and I couldn't be more appreciative of him. Okay, SB Butler the fourth says if a revealed were ever filmed after a loss, what would it look like? That's not an easy one to answer. Uh, a what? A revealed? Yeah, have you never seen the revealeds that you guys? Maybe that was before you were there. They used to do a video, probably I don't know five to ten minutes after every win. They'd show highlights. They'd show you guys in the locker room, that sort of thing. Oh yeah, no, I hadn't heard of that. Uh, what would it look like? Um. Well, it's not. It wouldn't be an interesting video. <laughs> it's it's not fun. Um, I think anyone that's lost a competitive game, you know, kind of knows what it's like to be in the locker room after. Um, I don't think that's different here, uh, and that's all I'd have to say about that. Okay, uh, Dorking wants to know what of your teammates are the best social media follows. Um. Mike, right? <laughs> Probably number one. Uh, I, I can that see that. Yeah, I don't know. That dude's, he's on top of it. Yeah, and he's funny too. Mike's hilarious. He's a hes a great personality guy. I mean, we have a couple different group chats with our teammates, and it seems like every time my phone buzzes with like a group me uh, message, it's always Mike. He, he likes to talk in like phrases. So one long text will be split up into like eight different messages. And so my phone is just like going crazy in my pocket and you know, he, you know, his stories and stuff that I, I think the guy's funny. I don't know if any of uh, our listeners follow him on TikTok, but uh, that's a, that's a trip too. (laughs) Who's the funniest guy on the team? Shoot. Probably him. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, probably Mike. I think everyone would agree on that. Now, I know we talked about pickup basketball. This has been months ago. I think it was before uh, the season. Now, you're probably not involved in those with, with <laughs> just getting better and all, but do we have a, a like an off-season pickup basketball update of how that's going and, and who's standing out? As soon as everyone gets back, I can guarantee you there's going to be a basketball game going on in the rec center. And, you know, CP's gone, so I don't know who's going to have to fill that spot. I think Will Shepard and Chase Lloyd probably – at least from what I hear, do the most talking about uh, playing basketball. So I've actually made it one of my goals to go out and uh, watch one of those. I don't think I'll be participating just to save myself uh, the pride and embarrassment. But um, I, uh, I do want to go watch those guys. I think, uh, I think we got some athletes that can actually play basketball. Now I can't remember when we, or you're, are you usually on the participating side of these when you're well? Um, I wouldn't say so. <laughs> no, no. I, w- I, I would love to. Like I, I used to play basketball and I could get some enjoyment out of it, but I think I would not stand a chance. Right. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try. Can, can you dunk? No, I can't no. actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably one of the one things I don't want people to know. So who's the best dunker on the team? Oh, I, I couldn't tell you. Honestly, a dark horse for that would probably be Logan Kyle. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a pretty good little basketball player. He's an athlete. Logan's one of the fastest receivers we got. He's a, you know, for a white boy, you know, he can he can get up there. 
Okay, last one, uh, and we seem to be coming back to food in these podcasts a lot lately, but um, <laughs> Baseball Pros wants to know your favorite place to eat in Nashville. Shoot, I had Sun and Fork this morning and got the Power Protein Bowl or something, and that was so good. Like Sun and Fork has not left my mind since I had that this morning. But honestly, uh, either that or Hop Dotties. Like, I, I feel like the, uh, the Bacon Double Jam – burger at hop dotties is the best burger i've ever had in my life and so <laughs> i go there all the time whenever i want to eat a burger so those will those will probably be my two places yeah sun and fork is, is really good i haven't eaten yeah. a lot of the the new tr- i mean we moved to f- the suburbs and had kids so i mean i I'm, I'm the last guy to ask where to eat in nashville <laughs> but sun and fork is is a good one i have made it to that one so yeah it's really good really good breakfast spot i, I think a lot of the guys go there too so if you ever go there for breakfast in the morning, you might catch one of the football players there. Ken, I'm out of questions here. Any parting thoughts as we end the show today? No, not for me. I think, uh, you know, as far as what my mind is going to be set on is getting better and this offseason working. So I think, uh, what, it's going to be how often are we doing these now in the offseason, keeping you all updated? Probably once a month. We'll definitely do one before spring practice, or I'd, I'd like to if we can yeah. get together. And I, I think we were thinking of maybe trying to do a weekly update during spring practice um, yeah. is what we talked about before the season. Uh, so, and, and again, just for the audience to know, uh, I, I try not to burden you with these things because I know you've got a lot <laughs> of stuff to do, but I, I think we can make that happen, I hope. No, yeah, I, and I love doing it. And so, yeah, however often we're going to be updating y'all, I'd let y'all know what's going on, how the how the training's going, what the team's looking like. And so I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a cool part of what we do in this uh, little episodes and podcasts. So uh, I'm excited, and I'm excited to get back to work. Any discussion of when spring practice will start? I actually have no idea. I should probably okay. know that, but I have no idea. <laughs> well, it's not uncommon from my experience not to know until – you know, a couple of weeks ahead of time. So thought if we thought if we could get a scoop, we'd get one, but not surprised that you don't know either. (laughs) So um, the coaches may not know yet, but in any case, Hey Ken, thanks for joining us. Uh, Have a wonderful and safe new year. And again, thanks for doing this. It's been a lot of fun and looking forward to doing some more as we get cranked up and into spring ball. Absolutely. And thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We thank our presenting sponsor, Jody Jones DDS. We thank our other sponsors, Sutherland and Belk and MyPerfectFranchise.net. If you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, and that's how we make this work, please email me at chrislee70 at gmail.com. We also ask that you subscribe to our website, VandySports.com. That is $99 a year. You get things there that you don't get here. And, of course, please rate, review, and subscribe where you see our podcast. That helps us get noticed. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VandySports.com. Follow me at ChrisLee70. And finally, subscribe to our Vandy Sports YouTube channel as well. Thank you for listening to the Vandy Sports Podcast, which is part of the 440 Network. I'm your host, Chris Lee. We'll catch you with another episode coming very soon.